In this episode of Quakers Today, we ask, how do you process memories, experiences, and feelings? I highlight two stories for you. Sabbatical is a short story written by Vicki Winslow, a Quaker in Liberty, North Carolina. Jesus Christ MBA is a satire about the second coming. We also hear a personal testimony from Rashid Darden. He lives in Conway, North Carolina. Rashid reflects on his experiences of being black in a predominantly white faith community. I am Peter Santoscano. This is Season 2, Episode 6 of Quakers Today, a Friends Publishing Corporation podcast. This episode of Quakers Today is sponsored by the American Friends Service Committee. My name is Rashid Darden. The surprising thing about my journey in the Quaker faith is that despite it being a predominantly white faith community, that I'm still able to show up as my entire self and not be penalized for it or punished for it, and in fact, to be celebrated for it. And I noticed that about the Quaker faith and people that identify as friends. We are all unapologetic in our own way about our ways of being and ways of showing up in the world. And I can't help but think that that is divine intervention. That is nothing but God. That is not we all read the same book and came to the same conclusions. It's that we looked within and listened and were led to the same place. There's data out there that discusses people who are making the decision to be spiritual but not religious. What a lot of people are doing is leaving Christianity altogether. As someone who almost wasn't a Christian myself, the Quaker faith was the last stop before I decided to not be religious at all. The Quaker faith is not a country club. It's not a legacy society. The most important Quaker is the friend who is yet to be convinced. My personal ministry is one that is so convinced that Quakerism is one of the best possible paths to take that it would be wrong for me to keep quiet about it, that it would be wrong for me not to share my story. That was Rashid Darden in an excerpt from the Quaker Speak video entitled Growing the Community of Friends, Embracing Diversity and Quakerism. You will find the full version of this Quaker Speak video on YouTube or visit quakerspeak.com for a full transcript and discussion questions. Many people know the writings and views of Virginia Woolf, the early 20th century English author. But did you know that Woolf's feminist stance and her innovative literary techniques were influenced by a famous Quaker, Carolyn Stephen? Carolyn, the sister of Virginia's father, was the original outlier in the family. Not only did Virginia Woolf's Aunt Caroline leave the family's evangelical Christian faith to become a Quaker, she also passionately supported women's rights. Carolyn Stephen remained unmarried, was an active member of the Quaker meeting in Cambridge, England, and wrote the classic book Quaker Strongholds. As a child and teen, before she married Leonard Woolf, Virginia Stephen went on extended visits to her Aunt Caroline's home. Virginia joined Caroline for the mostly silent worship services at the Quaker Meeting House. This time in quiet contemplation exposed young Virginia 
to a practice of self-reflection and the exploration of the inner life. Some literary scholars suggest that these experiences contributed to Woolf's stream of consciousness writing style. In a Virginia Woolf novel, much of the action and drama happen inside characters, like Mrs. Dalloway. Outwardly, she goes about everyday mundane tasks, but inwardly, we witness a world of memories, desires, and conflicts. The story Sabbatical by Vicki Winslow got me thinking about Virginia Woolf's stream of consciousness style. Selena, the main character in Sabbatical, goes on a trip from North Carolina to the American Southwest. On the surface, not much happens during the trip. Winslow presents a series of scenes where Selena interacts with strangers and mostly fails in her quest. Through these scenes, though, we are witnesses to Selena's essential epic in her journey. Vicki Winslow chatted with me about the story and agreed to read an excerpt for us. I write, but I often begin by telling people that I write letters because I write a huge number of letters. It's nice because it gives me a, a huge pool of memories and experiences. Since they live on my computer, I can do keyword searches and, and bring those back. I like people to know that I'm involved with our little Quaker meeting here in Liberty. I'm a, a daughter and a sister. Those identities are key to me, and especially right now, I'm at my mother's house because my dad passed away about a month ago, and we are, my sisters and I are taking turns staying with her and making sure things are, are good here at the house. My story sabbatical is largely a collage. And honestly, Peters and I haven't described it to anyone yet. A lot of my writing happens in solitude, and I don't have a large or even a small number of people that I share my writing with. Sabbatical is four chunks or fragments of experiences and thoughts that were rather scattered across, <laughs> again, across my computer in letters and in journal entries. In many ways, we're all on a sort of pilgrimage, or if we're lucky, on a sabbatical that gives us time to think and listen and understand better where we are, where we stand in the world. I don't think Selena, the main character in sabbatical, knows what is happening even inside her. She knows bits and pieces of it, but she's trying to pull it together. Since she is a Quaker minister, she should have resources to help her get through things like the death of her father. She doesn't know where she's going or what she needs. She just knows she doesn't have it. She's seeking, as Quakers are often known to do. To me, it's more of a snapshot into a person's life. Sabbatical. Selena Yancey gazed through her office window. Across the snowy parking lot, two white poplars on the edge of the woods behind the meeting house had caught her eye. The smaller tree, bent during a recent ice storm, 
leaned against the larger tree at a point some eight feet above the ground, forming a rough arch. Selena pulled on her parka. The echoing emptiness indoors couldn't compete with such a clear invitation. The poplar archway led into a dimmer twilight. The silence was like the quiet of open worship, a soaring quiet with an understory of low murmuring sounds, breath, shuffling, the creak of a pew, and occasionally the voice of a friend sharing a thought. Among the hollies, briars, and tangled brush of the woods, the quiet held the murmuring and shuffling of squirrels, soft bird calls, and wind-stirred snow dropping from branches. <sighs> Holy Spirit, breathe on me. A burst of vapor hung in the air in front of her, as if she stood before an invisible glass made visible by her breath then gone. Why must it always go? After Sunday service, Selena met with the trustees to request a leave of absence for two weeks in March. A sabbatical, she explained, a chance to recharge and prepare for the Easter season. We understand, Mrs. Logan, eldest of the three elders, patted Selena's right arm. We want you to take care of yourself. She tried to look into Selena's face, but Selena was studying her shoes. Only her round, vulnerable chin was visible beyond a curtain of pale, wavy hair. A second trustee patted her left arm and told her to take all the time she needed. Do you have something special planned? Selena pulled herself together and raised her head. I plan to fly down to Texas. The trustees would imagine she had friends or family in Texas. She didn't. Texas was home to Agustin, a mixed media artist. Selena had discovered him through a coffee table book titled Open Sky in the waiting room of her father's oncologist. Agustin created grand representations of an apparently limitless, dreamy southwestern sky. Selena had lost herself in the photographs of his works while waiting for the next round of bad news from the doctor. A major exhibit of Agustin's work was currently on display in Dallas, and smaller pieces hung in the Capitol in Austin. Seeing them in person would surely inspire and inspirit her. That was Vicki Winslow reading an excerpt from her short story, Sabbatical. It appears in the November 2023 issue of Friends Journal. It's also available to read online at friendsjournal.org. If you want to hear Vicki read the entire story, I posted it separately in the podcast feed. I also put a link to it for you in the show notes, along with links to articles about Virginia Woolf and her aunt Caroline Stephen. Visit quakerstoday.org. Before we end today's episode, let's talk about satire. Some get so caught up in the words that they miss the point. But satire can be a powerful genre for exposing injustice and hypocrisy. It can also be entertaining. That describes Don Weinholz's new book, 
Jesus Christ, MBA, A Gospel for Our Times. The story is illustrated by his son, David Weinholz. Carl Blumenthal reviewed this short book for Friends Journal. He writes, Conventional wisdom says that if Jesus returned today, he would be branded a heretic, a lunatic, or a criminal. Yet, Don Weinholz's satire on the Second Coming imagines him as a rabble-rouser, who, instead of rendering unto Caesar what is Caesar's, he plunges into the political fray as an independent candidate for the U.S. presidency. Don's inventive narrative and wordplay are matched by David's acerbic drawings of Jesus and his antagonist, which, with their captioned soundbites, magnify J.C.'s stature, just as his sayings and parables do in the original Gospels. The book is Jesus Christ NBA, A Gospel for Our Times. It is written by Don Weinholz and illustrated by David Weinholz. It is available at the FGC's Quaker Books page at bookshop.org. Read Carl Blumenthal's full review and other reviews in the November 2023 issue of Friends Journal or visit friendsjournal.org. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Quakers Today. This is officially the end of season two, but next month we will give you a special bonus episode. As we begin to plan and produce the new season, I need to hear from you. What is your experience of the Quakers Today podcast? What do you like about it that you want me to keep in the show? What would you like changed or added? Share with me your thoughts. You can reach me by email, podcast at friendsjournal.org. That's podcast at friendsjournal.org. Quakers Today is written and produced by me, Peterson Toscano. Music on today's show comes from Epidemic Sound. Season two of Quakers Today has been sponsored by American Friends Service Committee. Do you want to challenge unjust systems and promote lasting peace? The American Friends Service Committee, or AFSC, works with communities worldwide to drive social change. Their website features meaningful steps you can take to make a difference. Find out how you can become part of AFSC's global community of changemakers. Visit AFSC.org. Visit QuakersToday.org to see our show notes and a full transcript of this episode. And if you stick around after the closing, you will hear details about our monthly question. Thank you, friend. I look forward to spending more time with you soon. there. Thanks for sticking around. Every month I share a question and then I invite you, the listener, to call in and leave a voicemail. I don't know if people are just shy or maybe it's just how you listen to podcasts, but you may think to yourself, oh, I totally want to answer the question, but you're running or cooking or traveling and it's just not convenient to call at that moment. Then life crowds in and you forget to call. But I would love to hear from you. And I'd love to share your message. And I am totally grateful for all the messages people leave. 
So if you have been thinking of leaving a message, this might be the perfect question for you. Here is the question. How do you process memories, experiences, and feelings? In this episode, we heard how Vicki Winslow takes what she writes in letters and journal entries and then reworks them into a short story. This process helps her to process her memories, experiences, and emotions. For some people, though, they go for a walk alone in the woods, where they find that chatting with a friend helps, or there's some other way. So what about you? How do you process memories, experiences, and feelings? Leave a voice memo with your name and the town where you live. The number to call is 317-QUAKERS. That's 317-782-5377. 317-QUAKERS. Plus one if you're calling from outside the USA. You can also send an email. I have all these contact details in our show notes over at quakerstoday.org. I truly hope to hear from you soon.